Everybody and welcome back to episode two of the Rock and Wrestling Podcast. Today is Sunday, October 18th, and what are we going to break down this week? We have a lot to break down, but before we get into that, I want you guys to remember to follow us on our Instagram and our Twitter accounts. They're both at Rock and Wrestling, so at Rock and, just the letter N, and Wrestling, no G. Again, Rock and Wrestling. All right, boys, let's get into it. I'm one of your co-hosts, Trevor, and what better way to start than let's break down Monday Night Raw. So, yeah, let's get it. Monday Night Raw started with Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre going at it. And, guys, that didn't end throughout the night. That, that kept going. So, yeah, that, that kept just going, kept setting dude. up the, the battle between Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre mm-hmm. at Hell in a Cell. But for me personally, I don't want to get into this real quick. I just want to get into it real quick. I think mm-hmm. it is – they have overhyped this. I think it's gone too far, and I'm ready for this matchup to be ended. And then, yeah. so, the, yeah, I, I don't know about you guys, but that's what I think. We'll discuss after I talk about then. And then Kevin Owens fought um, Aleister Black in a great match. The tables were out. The chairs were out. And mm. KO ended up getting the victory um, in a great, great fight. I think Kevin Owens looked fantastic in that yeah. fight. Yep. After that, uh, Ms. Mandy Rose, they all had John Morris and all of them. They had a little thing. I didn't find that too entertaining. I'm not sure about you guys. Um, Mandy's no longer with Otis because Otis yeah. is on SmackDown. She's on Raw. Mm-hmm. And you could tell Mandy was upset that the Miz and Morrison, they, they kind of ruined their thing that was going on between them. Yeah. You could tell. She said, I, like I, said, I, I said, don't want to be on Raw with you. Who the fuck is Dana Brooke? <laughs> yeah, her and Dana Brooke. Sure, Mandy said, I don't want to be on I don't want to be on TV with you. She said that to Miss yeah, Morrison, no. you know? Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles versus Jeff Hardy. What a fantastic match that okay. was. So people waiting for that one. Yep. Yeah. But Nick, tell everybody what happened at the end of that match. Well, the phenomenal one got that dub. Simple <laughs> as that. Yeah, but because Elias returned. <laughs> From? I, I have no idea. I remember the rules of triple threats. No disqualifications. No disqualifications. Yeah. Yeah. Happen, so. yeah. Uh, that was the rules. It was a shocker. It was a shocker to see Elias come back. And I think WWE Faithful was happy to see him come back. Most mm-hmm. people were happy to see him come back. And it was, again, it was a great win for AJ Styles, a phenomenal one, as they call him. Yeah. Uh, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke versus Natalia and Lana. Rose, Mandy Rose and uh, Dana Brooke, they defeated them. I didn't find that uh, too much of an exciting matchup. I don't know yeah. about you guys. 
Um, I think the ending really was the, where... the only exciting part about that match was Natalia's saying goodbye, Lana. Yeah, and that's set up with for this. the draft. Yeah. And now let's before I get into part. before I get into this next match, which was Angel Garza and Andrade. I just want to review some of the top picks from the draft okay. from Monday Night Raw. Obviously, yeah. you had the Fiend going number one to Raw. Uh, dude, I'm just gonna, right yes. now. I'm just gonna read. I'm just gonna read some of the uh, most important superstars that were drafted to Raw. So you had the Fiend. You had Randy Orton, Charlotte Flair, Braun Strowman, Matt Riddle, Jeff Hardy. Retribution got drafted. Again, on Monday yeah. night, we were supposed to see a whole thing from uh, Mustafa Ali, and we didn't see anything. We didn't get a yeah, promo. As we were, we were yeah, promised. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I thought they were going to do it on Raw Talk, but... Huh? No, that would be... No one watches Raw Talk. Why would they do it on Raw yeah, Talk? Yeah, I was going to say, no one watches it as much That'd as Raw. That would have been a good way and to then, And then some of the picks by SmackDown. Obviously, you had Bailey staying in SmackDown. You knew that was going to happen once Oscar mm-hmm. got yep. taken to Raw on last Friday. Um, yep. Yeah, the Street Profits, who are now SmackDown Tag Team Championships champions, because the New Day is now Raw Tag Team Champions. Flop you had Kevin Owens. Switcheroo. You had the big guy Lars Sullivan, who's making a comeback, and he's looking good, boys. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard with the whole Lars Sullivan thing because if you guys heard, Triple H <laughs> literally made fun of Lars Sullivan that night. There was rumors and stuff going around. I don't know what the hell's going on over there, but now let's we'll let out. me just recap the Angel Garza Andrade match, guys. Um, all of a sudden, when Angel Garza wins, Andrade, the lights flicker, and we, we go, uh-oh, yes. here it comes. And, Nick, I said to you, <laughs> I said, it's not going to be the Fiend right away. It's going to be Alexa Bliss. And there yep. she was, hanging over, doing that creepy look with, in the corner yes. of the ring. And then Nick, Nick said, I remember this, he goes, turn around. Uh, the Fiend's going to be there. And they were both mm-hmm. there. And what did they do? Dude. They did a double sister Abigail. I thought that well, was absolutely fantastic. Prior awesome. to that match, though, backstage, there were reports saying something happened to Andrade in that match, so he's getting a, a minor elective surgery. So that's why he was not drafted. So he'll, they okay. said he will be out definitely for at least a month. They don't know how long. Right. At least a month. And then we had Raw Tag Team Championship match, uh, The New Day. First Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, and of course we know who won that match. I don't even think it was even close. Yeah. We knew the New Day. New Day wasn't going to yeah. lose their titles exactly. right away. Like, come on, come no, on. no. Not Ricochet, happening. Ricochet had a match for Cedric Alexander, and this was interesting. Mm-hmm. The the deal was if Ricochet loses, he was going to join the Hurt Business. Yeah. And what did he do? He pretended he got hit with a chair, and he was like, "Oh no!" I he goes, "I got hurt." And the ref turned around. He goes, "All right, this match is over." Mm-hmm. So they got disqualified, and Ricochet walked off laughing, holding like he was hurt. And you could see the hurt business was not too happy with Ricochet. tribute to the late, great Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero loved using that lion, cheating, stealing, baby. Yeah, he, he paid tribute to Eddie Guerrero. And then we had the dual brand number one contenders match for Asuka. So who was going to face Asuka? And Lana won. But every, you couldn't forget about Lana because she didn't go over the top rope. She came out at the end, and she won. She did it. But I don't think she's going to be a great push for this title, in my opinion. That's just my opinion. And that's how, that's how Raw was. Guys, what were your thoughts on it? I mean, Raw in general, man. I mean, it was, it was a great show. It was a good season premiere. Yeah. No, I, agree. I agree. I agree. Actually. 
Well, it's wrestling. I don't even think they're. I don't know how. I don't even know how they could have a season premiere. It's wrestling. It's all year round. Well, it's TV as well. You got to. But realize. yeah, it's, yeah, you got to realize anyway, it's TV, and they I, do it I for every new season. Yeah. I, I thought Raw was pretty good, pretty steady. Like the one thing I just didn't like was Cedric Alexander, the Cedric Alexander Ricochet match. Like I wanted Ricochet to lose that match because yeah, join the hurt business. I, I wanted the hurt business to get stronger, baby, but. Yeah. I think, I think though, I think Ricochet. I think that's just setting up Ricochet to join them eventually. Yeah. Because now, now we got a taste. Yeah. Yeah. We got a taste of that, and I think we want to see that. Yeah. Yeah, we want to see it. But obviously, the top moment was when the Fiend and Alexa Bliss came out together. Guys, them being on Raw just upgraded Raw tremendously, in my opinion. She's so, I can't wait to see her in her sister Abigail outfit whenever that comes out and her yeah. what she looks like. I think that's going to be fantastic. I She's think WWE, yeah, I think they're doing a fantastic job with The Fiend and Alexa Bliss becoming Sister Abigail. I think they're just doing a tremendous job. I don't know about you guys, but that's just me. And guys, lastly, I just want to mention again, how I brought it up briefly when I was going over what happened in Raw. I'm kind of over the Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre feud. I'm kind of hoping after Hell in a Cell, it's done. It's squashed. I think we've seen enough as fans. I don't. What are you guys' thoughts? I've seen enough personally. I think it, I, I kind of agree with you, in a sense that it's been, it's been going on what for like a month. They keep brawling in and out of Raw and SmackDown like every single night. So I get that they're building up to the Hell in a Cell match, but it's like, where do you go after this? You can't do the same thing over and over again. Yeah. So I think they're going to be done after the Hell in a Cell match, and hopefully, whoever is champion will have a next a new competitor. Yeah, they need to, they gotta move on from this feud. It can't be that long. It's just I don't. Yeah. We, we're not. It's not eighties wrestling where you can have a guy hold the title for like five years <laughs> yep. and follow the same feud. We, a lot of people are short attention spans. We gotta keep it nice and short, like a month to two months, and keep the ball rolling. Agreed. So I so again, Raw was a fantastic show. Before we transition to NXT and AW, man, this war hasn't gone on for a long time, hasn't it? Yes, a long time. The ratings war. It's always in one AEW. So let's go over the quick numbers, right? So AEW Wednesday night on Dynamite had 826,000 viewers, which is up from last week's 753,000. NXT brought in 651K viewers, which is up from last week's 639. Well, clearly you can tell AEW won this week. Oh, yeah. They've been. I have my slide. Yeah, dude. AEW, they're. It's the one thing that AEW has been doing that NXT is having a problem with. AEW is doing they consistently or somehow put some type of title stipulation. Either yeah. it's a title match or a number one contenders match. Well, and last week didn't they have the what was it the dog collar match? They're bringing back to the uh, it was no yeah. It was yeah last week or the yeah the week before. Yeah. yeah, the dog collar match. Dog collar match. That was that was insane Dude, no match. Hell, um, dog. Yeah, there's a lot of different crazy yeah. matches that AEW can produce. I mean, they do a lot of different things to make sure. But let's go over this past week. What happened in AEW? So, with the main event match, John Moxley defending his AEW title against Lance Archer. They had a rivalry that's been going back since when they were in Japan, when they had rivalry at Wrestle Kingdom. Well, obviously, Mox won that match. That was a great match. But I personally think their match at Wrestle Kingdom was much better. Now, you had Cody versus Orange Cassidy for the TNT Championship. Mm -hmm. Cody retained via draw. But honestly, 
It was a great match. I but loved it. You can't forget, though. It wasn't a draw like a traditional no DQ. It was draw because of the timeline. Yes. But one thing AEW has to stop doing is stop ending Cody's matches in draws. I think that's like the third time he's, yeah. his matches ended in a draw. His first draw was with Darby Allen, which he will be facing at full gear for the TNT title. We'll have another draw. Who knows? I don't think I don't another think match. our fans want to see the draw. Plus that match versus Cody and Orange Cassidy, that was a great match. And to end it in yes. a draw on the one year anniversary of AEW, that was just a letdown yeah, in my right. opinion. At least yeah. maybe change champions or let Cody retain, but let at least get a pinfall. Come on, man. I think they're just running out of, of ideas course. of how to make Cody still retain that title without, like, oh, we could just call it a draw instead of actually. Yeah. You had, then sorry. you had FTR versus Best Friends. <clears throat> Two very good tag teams, but FTR, they prevailed. Mm-hmm. And I'm only going to be naming all the title matches tonight because there was one more match was the Mirror. Hero and Kip Sabian match, but I wasn't a big fan of it because it was a squash match because they basically faced talent from AEW Dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the last title match on that was Hikaru Shida defending her AEW Women's Championship against Big Swole. Big Swole, she honestly, I'm really starting to like her. Ever since her feud with Britt Baker, it's, it's, she's come along, and I think she, I think she will be a future women's champion. I agree with you. I think she's a great wrestler. Yeah. Now, some highlights of what they talked about. Next week, there will be a tournament to to see who will challenge John Moxley for the AEW Championship. Match one consists of Ray Phoenix versus Penta El Zero and two brothers, part of that faction with Eddie Kingston. That's going to be a hard-hitting match, everybody. Another, Kenny Omega versus Joey Janela, the bad boy. They had a match once. I think it was an unsanctioned match, Mm -hmm. and it was a notice qualification. And Kenny Omega won that. Then you have Cole Cabana versus Hangman Adam Page. Cole Cabana's been stuck in dark order. I don't think think Cole Cole Cabana's winning that. I got Hangman. Then lastly, you got Wardlow versus Jungle Boy. Yeah. Honestly, I think you're going to see the upset. I think you're going to see Jungle Boy win. But in my opinion, people I have in the finals. Is I have be Kenny Omega. Versus Hangman yeah. Adam Page. 100%. Yeah, then, Nick, 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 to your point real quick, Nick. Spence, I want to hear your thoughts real quick. Who do, you, who do you see out of those wrestlers coming out on top? I'm, like Nick said, I do have Kenny Omega. I think Kenny Omega is going to win this tournament and ultimately – go on and end up being the next champion. Well, see, it would be nice to disagree and get another perspective on this, but honestly, I think Omega, he's a sharpshooter, right? He's going to he's gonna get it. Not only do I think because of how good a wrestler he is and how prestigious he was in Japan, but they just gave up his tag team run with, what was it, Hangman Adam Page. Mm-hmm. So they're pushing yep. him for that singles run, similar to what we're seeing from Big E Langston in New Day. Big yep. E. Different situations. But same story. A guy's breaking away from a tag team that was really good. But, Everyone loved him. And now he's going to do really good. But if you guys course. noticed, they're slowly bringing him back to his heel character, which brings up with his <clears> other <throat> two friends, the Young Bucks. So it's going to be a tag. It's a four-way tag team match consisting of Private Party 
versus Silver and Reynolds, Butcher and Blade, and the Young Bucks. Yeah. The winners of that will challenge FTR at full gear for the AEW Tag Team Championships. Honestly, there's only two tag teams I think could win this. Reynolds and Silver, definitely not. They're basically Mr. Brody Lee's henchmen, part of the Dark Order. I don't see them coming out on top. Butcher and Blade, I don't see them coming out on top either. They're, they're, they're good, but you have Private Party and you have the Young Bucks. Remember what happened last time when Private Party Young Bucks faced off? Private Party pulled out an amazing, a miraculous win against them. Yep. But I got the Bucks facing FTR. You may, you may see the Bucks win the tag titles, Omega win the title. Yeah. I think, Nick, Maybe Nick to your point, I think you're absolutely correct. I, I do see the Young some, Bucks winning. Uh, too sweet back and maybe some sort of a bully club to AEW. Yeah. Maybe. But, yeah, that's all I got to say for AEW, really. But if you want to stay in the same tag team mood, NXT, that first match, though. Undisputed Era, Bobby Fish, Roderick Strong versus Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. That was a hard-hitting affair. You yeah. got the two brawlers in mm-hmm. Orkin and uh, Lorcan and Birch. And if you remember from last week, uh, Lorcan is the guy that caught, not caused, but <laughs> he jumped out of the ring and um, Rich Holland caught him and Rich Holland broke his ankle. Shout-outs go to Ridge Holland. Hope he's feeling better. Can't wait to see him come back. But the UE, they won that match. So now they are the number one contenders to Bree Zongo for the NXT Tag Team Championships. Can't wait to see that. It's going to be a good one. Yes. And then you got Jake Atlas versus Ashante the Adonis. That was just a quick match. That was was, like a a minute match. match. But the whole point of that match was for Legato Del Fantasma to come out to attack Ashante Donis for helping Isaiah Swerve Scott. But Jake Atlas came and helped, and guess what? The Swerve man, Isaiah Swerve Scott, came with those steel chairs and helped. (laughs) And Legato Del Fantasma, they tucked their tail between their legs and they ran. And then you got Johnny Gargano versus Austin Theory. Honestly, I like that match. It was a good match. But Johnny Gargano came out out on top. Then you got Candice LeRae versus Shotzi Blackheart. Honestly, I don't like who won that match. I wanted Shotzi to win that match. I I don't know. The thing about that match, if Shotzi would have won, she's already, for those who don't know, going to be the host of Halloween Havoc. How are you going to host it and still have a match? That's something I I don't know about That'd be cool to see. But, yeah, but you can't forget the slick way that Candace won that match. Yeah. Yep. So, I forget who it was. Uh, slipped her some brass knucks, and that's how and she mm-hmm. hit shots when the ref wasn't looking. Yep, she turned around, she had the brass knuckles on, and she went boop, and yep. that was smart. It was fun to see that, And though. then you had yeah. the returning Tony Storm. It's Tony time my opinion, versus Aaliyah, the member of the Robert Stone brand. But honestly, that Robert Stone brand, on my opinion, is a joke. Like, it's always been. But Tony came out on top, and 
I don't know what to say. Tony Storm, she's coming back. She wants that title. And then you had Imperium, Marcel Bartel, and Fabian Eichner, the former NXT Tag Team Champions versus Drake Maverick and Killian Dane, the so-called Furry and the Fury, which is a stupid tag team name if you ask me. But the Imperium came out on top. But after that match, Everrise attacked Drake Maverick, and Killian Dane came and helped his tag team partner and said to Drake Maverick, no one can punch you except me. Well, they starting to become friends, hopefully. Yeah, tough brother Maybe. love. I mean, they're going to be that tag team that Jake Maverick was fighting for. Because it was also that promo that they gave off. He's like, I got a brand new merch. He's trying to rock it. And he's like, nah. Yep. And then they had a with it. So. And then. Got a new tag team. You had. You had. Um, Ember Moon came back. She talks about what she wants to do. You know what she said? She said, Mama wants some gold. Well, I th honestly, I can see her beating Io Shirai. I can see it, but who knows? And then, in your main event, you had Damian Priest for, for the putting his NXT North American title on the line against Dexter Loomis, the crazy guy. The, mm -hmm. the, my opinion, the guy that belongs in a Sane Asylum. How he kidnapped uh, Adam Cole, I think, or something. And Damien Priest came out on top on that. He retained his title. And Damien Priest, in my opinion, will be NXT North American champion for a while. But with all that said, there's been a few other stuff that's been announced for Halloween Havoc. William Regal has announced that Shotzi Blackheart, like Spencer said, will be the host of Halloween Havoc, and she will make two spin the wheels for the Gargano and um, uh, Candice LeRae match. Yeah. I, I can't wait to see that. And we're not going to find out until the night of, which is going to be really interesting. Yes. We don't even know the stipulations. So they could be fighting to hell in a cell for all we know. Yep. And then Mr. Regal, general manager, said – Rhea Ripley versus Raquel Gonzalez will happen at NXT mm -hmm. Halloween Havoc. That's been a match that's been making for a few weeks now. Can't wait to see it. I love Rhea Ripley. She's one of my favorite wrestlers right now in the women's division of NXT. But yeah, Raquel called her out. She's like, yeah, I want that match. And then Ripley's like, all right, I mean, I guess. <laughs> and then she beat her up backstage. And they're like, all right, Rhea, Rhea Ripley is going to destroy her, in my opinion. She's going to walk through her. I don't see yeah. destroying. Raquel's a mid-card at yeah, best. But at best. it's going to be a good match. <clears throat> I mean, Io Shirai, right? The the champion versus Candice LeRae, or the women's title. Yes. What do you think about that one? Hey, Candice LeRae has been a whole new person now. And I think Io is going to come out on top on that one. And then at Halloween Havoc, you have Brizango. Well, no, next week, not Havoc. Oh, next yeah, week. Yeah, next week NXT. We're going to have a main event. Oh, it's yeah. um, Brizongo versus the UE, the Undisputed Era for the NXT Tag Team titles. Yeah. All right, but now that we went through Monday. Wait, real quick. Yeah, real quick, yeah. though, Spence. Sorry. I just want to talk about Austin Theory. Uh, he was on the main roster, back on NXT. What, what, what are they doing with him? Are they, I think they're ruining him right now, with, especially with that loss to Gargano. 
The thing was like, well, okay, the wrestler. I think he looked good with Andrade Garza. You can't put him over on Gargano is because he's starting that rivalry with Damian Priest. That's <laughs> not the way to go about with someone that's already contending for a title. Yeah, and I understand what's going on in the main roster. Well, as far as the main roster, it's big, and we even saw on the draft, which yes. I'm going to talk about when we go towards more SmackDown, but. Raw is loaded with the big, beefy bruisers, right? We got that old, classic 2008 Monday Night Raw. I'm going to beat you up because I want to. Yep. And SmackDown's got all the big names. Now, one thing I was talking about with Nick right before we started recording this on our fine Sunday, uh, I don't know, morning, afternoon, whatever you want to call yeah. it if you're waking up right now. But I was talking about how SmackDown is – the reason why SmackDown got most of these big guys, like uh, Seth Rollins, the Mysterio – um, Bailey and Sasha Banks, like the top three, we were talking about the top three um, storylines from WWE, all go to SmackDown. None of them stay on Raw. Is because USA Network doesn't need, like they need Raw. Raw's their big thing, but Fox doesn't need SmackDown. Yep. Fox is. is a sports network. They already got the deals, like as we're talking right now, right? World Series. Yep. Um, yep. All these different sports. So like they're trying to beef up SmackDown to let Fox know, hey man, you're going to sign us another two-year contract. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking Austin Theory gets moved down because there's not enough space for him to be in that spotlight right now. They don't want to force him in. And not fair. Maybe, that, maybe it's not his time yet. Not exactly, yet. Remember, yeah. he came over from Evolve. Yeah. He had he had a few good matches in NXT, and then they just threw him to the Wolves and put him on the main roster. Yeah. You got to let you gotta let him stay in NXT. I mean, it was kind of weird, though. That they put him with, um, who was it? Andrade and Angel Garza. Like, I don't know. It, it was nice because they all have the same kind of wrestling style, but it's like, what is his story? <clears throat> you're right. You're right about that. Yeah. And then yeah, he joined uh, Seth Rollins for that Monday Night Messiah. Yeah, and then he was gone. I was like, what? What happened? Like, yeah. All yeah. Is, it does leave the fan confused. Wait, like, was, what are was they he, trying to do? Was with he him? one of the? Was he exactly. That's why I wanted to bring it up because it's, thing, right? what's going yeah. on? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's crazy stuff. But let's yep. let's head on to SmackDown. So the first match tonight, Lars Sullivan versus Jeff Hardy. Sullivan takes the dubs. We, we, we were talking about this earlier. Is, Sullivan, is he going to get that push? Because he, he did some messed up tweets. Yes. He was suspended for a year. Now he's back. New theme song. Is it a new page turnover in the book? I mean. Well, after he got drafted, there was reports going all over that um, Triple H was making fun of Lars yeah. Sullivan. So is he taking his Vince? Not Vince. I'll tell you what. Triple H making this As joke? far as his appearance, I like the beard more than I do. Like the bald Snitsky look wasn't cutting it for me. I'm a Snitsky fan. You know, the old gritty teeth, the brown. <laughs> the this guy, he's, he's too much like a replica. So the beard gives me more of a distinction. I'm like, okay, this is a new character. It's not just Snitsky 2.0. I enjoy it, you know? But the next match, we had the New Day, the farewell match. You knew they are going to win. They yeah. advertised this as the farewell match versus the old bar, right? Sheamus, Cesaro, and Shinsuke. So does that ignite any old feud or any old stable knowledge or Cesaro and Sheamus going to keep fighting alongside with Shensuke? Do they have another triple threat team? I mean, no, excuse my language. Six-man tag matches to go. I mean, I don't have that many people that can be a three-man tag unless they bring back up Theory to SmackDown. But it's something to look forward to that if mm-hmm. Sheamus can partner up with Cesaro for one night, who says they can't do it for the rest of the year? Yep. But right after that, Sami Zayn cuts a promo, basically telling Otis that he's a loser, man. Yeah, he destroyed up. him. He's like, messed up, man. Your brother, your girlfriend, both went to Raw, and you're stuck here at SmackDown, and you're gonna lose the lawsuit. You're gonna lose like you do everything, and then he pushes the you ground. You can't do my man dirty like that. <laughs> and that was the can't. end of the promo. It was a nice, quick promo. I mean, they could have done more with it, but they're definitely nice little introduction to what maybe the whole see funny part about that was when Otis pushed him, and Sami Zayn's like, "What? 
what? Wait, what? Why did you do that? Yeah, I didn't expect it. Yeah. But right after that, we went promo back to promo. It was more talking tonight in SmackDown than it was matches. Daniel Bryan entered the Thunderdome for the first time. Yes. We see Mark yes. Henry, Rob Stone, um, his wife and daughter, man. Yes, yes, yes. The Rider of the Valkyries. He's back. I mean, he gets interrupted by Seth Rollins. And Daniel Bryan basically looks at him. This is a funny he's wearing, promo. He's basically not wearing a lot of clothes, right? He's wearing a blazer with no nice shirt. Gucci uh, shoe, dress shoes. He's wearing a blazer, no shirt, and then pants. <laughs> he, looks, he looks weird, yes. honestly. Big time. And Brian calls him out on it. And then they have like a little like 10-year-old fight where they keep shoving each other like, really like effortlessly. Yeah. And oh, like, you look oh, stupid. Dude. No, no, like, I don't. Yeah, it's like you look stupid. You look stupid. You look stupid. And then Ray and Dominic Mysterio come out. One of the feuds we were talking about, the top feuds in WWE, interrupt Rollins. And as Rollins is beating up Daniel Bryan, then no other than the former disciple. Murphy. Murphy comes out and starts. He Well, at first, when he comes in the ring, he looks around and he's like, which side do I join? I'm gonna be I honest. I'm and then going to be honest. I'm going to be 100 honest. I thought I thought he was gonna help Rollins for at a, for a second. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of expected him to help Rollins, but I also expected him to, since you know the whole Aaliyah situation with the Mysterios, he'd be like, you know what? And he did that. He extended his hand. The Mysterios said, "Now nah, we're good." And what did you guys think about that? That was crazy. I don't know. I don't really know what quite to say, but. Hey, the Rays must Ray must be one of those protective fathers. Yeah, alluding alluding. He doesn't we we like Murphy sliding into her DMs like that. We were talking before the before we started recording this podcast, mm-hmm. and Spence, you said this could be a move where Ray and Dominic turn heel. Yeah, they could. Be. And I, mean, I they, they could now, and I I think that would be a great storyline for SmackDown. Oh, yeah. To now have Ray and Dominic and both of them turn heel. I think it would just be great, especially to see that side of Dominic as he's newly brought up and see him turn heel. I, I don't think even that know would if I've ever push. saw Ray Mysterio as a heel. I mean, I could I could almost imagine, like, now that you're saying that, now we're talking about it even more. You turn them heel, make Murphy babyface. Let the crowd go behind Murphy for a bit. Then take Ray out of the picture. Then now all of a sudden – Two young guys against each other. Now you have a big feud, and now they're these big superstars. And then when the crowd comes back, I want to hear the burn it down. And I want to hear the amazing that crowd, yeah. crowd pop when they turn him back to baby face. I think they're setting up perfectly for that. Hopefully, you know, if we were WWE, obviously, that's what might be happening right yeah. now. Hopefully, they go on that same route. But to keep on track here, they got the next match, the Street Profits, the champions. We want the smoke. Yes, we do, versus Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. Almost another squash match. Like They got squashed on Monday Night Raw. They get squashed on SmackDown. Wherever they go, they're just going to lose. There's no yeah. stop. Lose to both tag team champions in the same week. Not many people can have that accolade by their side. But right after that, there's another promo. Sasha Banks and Bayley attempt to have a contract signing for the Hell in a Cell match in two weeks. But Bailey doesn't sign. She well, checks out and has the chance. Basically, Sasha Banks called Bailey out and basically said – She's like, you're a punk. And she's like, I know. And, she and ran ba- away. also basically said if it wasn't for Sasha, Bailey wouldn't be right yeah. here where she is now. I mean, yeah. That, and remember what I said last week. I said I believe – that Bailey is now really afraid of Sasha Banks. Oh, and yeah. tonight, I think, showed it. And last, oh. I mean, excuse me, last Sunday, I mean, last Friday showed it, in my opinion. Yeah. No, it really did. No, it, it did. Because, like, she, she walked away with the chair in her hand. You wouldn't do that unless you're scared to, like, use that weapon against someone. Yep. Exactly. But then we had the last match of the night. Universal Championship match. 
Which was kind of odd because it started at like 9.30. Yeah. 30 minutes left. It was But they were able to drag weird. it out and they put a promo at the end. So Roman Reigns ultimately defended his championship and won against the Monster Among Men. Well, it was Ron a no-brainer who was going to win that match. But what was the really big part about this match was that it started off with Jey Uso watching behind backstage. Just a little flicker. And then as soon as Roman wins, Jey Uso comes out on the ramp. He's watching what's happening. And Roman basically trying to explain to him, Dude, I'm the big dog. I love you, but you need to acknowledge that I'm the big dog. I'm the big dog of the Samoan family. The tribal and chief. You, exactly. Yep. You got to call the tribal chief. And he's like, no, nah, dude. He's like, I can't do that. He's like, there's no point in doing that. He's like, why can't I be the tribal and chief? For that, Braun Strowman had to suffer the consequences. Yeah, Braun Strowman was basically a beating. Braun, he got beat up bad. Oh, my God. And then Roman was like, watch, watch. He just kept slamming on the chair. He's like, now you do it. Show your worth. He's like, or you can hit me. He's like, go ahead. And then we see Jey Uso, he goes, he, he's debating. He's really thinking about hitting his own cousin, his own blood. He throws it on the ground. He's like, no, I'm not going to do it. And then we see the unexpected. He punches him, super kicks him, then takes the chair. He's like, I love you. And then beats him, beats him with the chair back and forth. And then officials came out, pulled off Uso. And yeah, and then you know it, Roman, Roman got off and then boom. Superman punch. Yeah. Yep, Roman was back on his feet just like on the snap of your finger. Exactly. It took him – he was getting beat, and he just came back up like it was nothing. Yep. I don't know, man. I mean, overall, SmackDown was, I would say, a little lackluster for a season premiere compared to Raw because it was a lot of talking. The talking wasn't as good as it could have been. But as far as that last match, it really reels you in and wants you to think of what's going to happen that next Friday. Like, what's, what was Roman going to do? What is Jey Uso going to do? It makes you excited. What's, gonna, what's going on? It gets you, it gets you really – it got me really – it's getting me pumped up for Hell in a Cell. I don't know oh, about yeah. you guys, but yeah. I'm excited to see I'm both really of them in a the cage. There's some yeah, great I matches on Hell in Cell. Amazing. Yes, I can't wait. Um, guys, that. Yeah, that's what it's, you know what time it is. It's Nikki's yes, knowledge time. <laughs> oh, great! Yay! So remember, Nick, we asked you five questions last week. Last week on the show, and you went. Three for five, and then I asked you that bonus question about which uh, number Undertaker came in that year, the Royal Rumble 2007, and you said 30. So you went four for six. So we're keeping track of your score every week. We're going to see if you beat it, see if you do worse, and we're going to see how well you do. Spence, take it away with the first two questions. All right, man. This one's a John Cena question because, you know, I love my John oh, Cena, man. God. He's amazing, bro. All right. Which of the following championships has John Cena never had? A, Intercontinental. Intercontinental title. Wow. All right, he gets he didn't he even need the choices, Spence. That was because, for Nick McTighe. Because, <laughs> like, if, if you're smart and you know John okay. Cena, that's the only title he hasn't won. And for God's sakes, give him the Intercontinental title for once because I want to see him as a Grand Slam champion. Okay. Well, let's see if you get this. I'm going to give you two superstars. You tell me which one, at 25 years old, one month, and 13 days old, became the youngest WWE World Heavyweight Champion, Yokozuna or Brock Lesnar? One of Trevor's favorites, man. So I'll repeat it again. At 25 years, one month, and 13 days old, who became the youngest WWE Brock World Heavyweight Lesnar. Champion? You got it right. That's two for two for so far, man. That was you got it off two no. for two. It's not, it didn't stump. It did not stump me. I'm just thinking because the Beast Slayer. Brock's favorite. <laughs> King Slayer, like, 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 again, uh, you guys kind of ruined that question because you said Trevor's favorite, so. 
No, dude. No, he was he was just saying um. Yeah, Brock Lesnar is his at, favorite. Cause as Brock Lesnar is my favorite, he said yeah, none of the us choice. like Yokozuna. So. Yeah, but still, yeah. why would never never mind? Get to the other questions. All right, so All right. question three. You ready for this one? You're two for two so far. Don't don't fuck up, buddy. Which superstar does Shawn Michaels not partner with to capture the WWE World Tag Team Championships? A. Diesel, B. John Cena, C. Marty Jannetty, and or D. Triple H. Marty Jannetty never won anything with the Rockers. Correct. All right, Nick. Three for three, buddy. Let's see if you can go four for four. Which superstar has they broke the mold when they made me in their song? Is there like any like? Is there like? <laughs> nah, bro. You gotta get it. Let's go. There's no. There's no. Uh, what they call it? Um. There's no ABC choices. Nah, dude. You gotta figure it out. Let's go. You don't get choices for every question, bud. This is Nikki's knowledge. Bro. Again, Again I'll, I'll repeat. Yeah, I'll repeat the question one last time. Which superstar has they broke the mold when they made me in their song? You have 15 seconds. Cue the Jeopardy music, just like last week. I'm screwed. Billy Gunn. Incorrect. The correct answer, Dolph Ziggler. Yep. Fuck. I'm thinking a little. I was thinking a little. All right, Nick. It's okay. 5%. Three for four. Let's see if you can go four for five. Ready? Last question for Nikki's knowledge. Who was the first to hold the Divas Championship in 2008? You better go three for five. <laughs> oh, you guys had to ask me a woman's question at that time. All right, Nick. No one gave oh, a shit. You, know you know what? I'll give you. I'll give you choices. All right. Really quick though, choices. we gotta let the viewers know we respect women. Nick, that was a joke. Okay, <laughs> respect women. I'm gonna give you three choices. Okay, Nick. I respect women, but that was at a time when <laughs> the women's the women's division was not at its greatest. Yes. Yeah. And I did okay. not pay that much attention. Okay, we can agree on that. All right, Nick. So I'm going to ask you the question one more time, and I'm going to give you three choices. Which superstar was the first to hold the Divas Championship in 2008? Michelle McCool, Melina, or Mickey James? Ten seconds. I'm still on 60% on this one. I'm going for a shot in the dark, Michelle McCool. Oh, shit. All right. Oh shit! He gets an eighty for the. Wait, time. that was correct. Yeah, you were correct. I know it wasn't Mickey was James because I know all she did was hold and I mean the women's titles. Yeah, all it she wasn't held. Diva title. Was but Melina was that stumped me. Oh, Michelle hey, McCool. Can we guess? Yeah. Can you, Trevor, do you know whose whose husband that is? Whose uh, who's husband? Randy Orton. Your favorite wrestler. Brock Lesnar. No! Oh, Undertaker! Dominus! Yo, Undertaker! <laughs> On the side, though. What? No, Lesnar's married to Sable. Okay, now we just completely went off topic. All right, no, it's okay. But here, guys, I'm going to bring it, introduce another new segment. It's just a quick segment. It's talk, We're just going to talk about surprise of the week. And for me, the surprise of the week, I was debating between two things. I was debating between Elias coming back or mm -hmm. um, The Fiend and... and the Fiend Ooh. coming back, you know, what do you, I don't know, but I have to go with Elias. Seeing Elias come back, it got yeah. me excited. I never used to really like Elias, but 
having him not on the show for some time, seeing him come back, helping out AJ Styles get that yeah, win. It makes you want Elias has to be my surprise. Of the I, what about you guys? Yes, Elias was mine too. But, like, the surprise, like, Alexa Bliss and Fiend was Alexa Bliss and the Fiend was. Really, it was good. I we, didn't think of it as a surprise because they got drafted to Raw, so you knew they were going to be on there at some point. You didn't know they were going to be on like that. That's still a huge surprise. That for me, that's how to. All be the I know is like I kind of like jumped when uh, Elias hit Hardy with that guitar. Uh, I didn't even see that. Out of all the scenarios in the world, I was not expecting that. So yeah, me neither. Spence, what about I'll you? you? I mean, I'll tell you what, dude. I mean, Elias, I used to not like him in the beginning. But ever since he's the he went kind of like baby he was more like an anti-hero. Like like yeah. a Deadpool character. He's good, he's bad. He doesn't care. He's gonna fight someone he's gonna try to win. Doesn't give a fuck. And once he started having that mentality instead of he hated the fans, that whole heel personality, I started liking him. So it's probably maybe a year and a half. And then when he went away, I was like, oh man, dude, this guy's and just like you said, as soon as he came back, I was like, yes, thank God. Walk with Elias, the movement is back. That's what WWE stands for, man, 100%. Yep. So I really thought that was a good surprise. Uh, honestly, I mean, Elias, one of, the, <laughs> one of the best surprises I could say of the week. But like Nick said, though, I would say that The Fiend was really expected. The Fiend and Alexa Bliss, because we kind of knew, you know, once they're on the same brand, it, we didn't know it was going to happen this week. We definitely knew within the next month or so they would bring out the they sister would out and go the same time. If only there were fans there because that part when Elias came out, think of the crowd pop he would have gotten. Yeah, would have been nice. Oh, he would have got a huge, For huge sure. ovation, man. Everyone would be like, oh, Elias. <laughs> well, guys, just one quick point. What do we think for next week on SmackDown? Do we think uh, Bailey's going to end up signing this contract? Yes. I said yes, because originally I thought that when they started the last match early, they were going to have another promo with them back-to-back, and she would <laughs> sign it. But she's got to sign it next week, because then it'll be a week away from Hell in a Cell. And you can't have a match without signing that contract, flipping the table like they always do, breaking it. It's, 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 it always happens. Everybody. Something's going to happen. I, th- I think it's going to be like something like this may happen. <clears throat> Sasha knocks Bailey out, puts a pen in her hand, and signs it with her hand like that. I think that's what's going to happen. That that's, what, cool. that's what normally happens when you don't get a contract signed on the exact time when they're doing the contract thing. So. All right, so yeah, so lastly to wrap up the show, let's just do maybe uh, maybe a prediction you guys have for next week in anything in Raw, SmackDown, AW, NXT. What do you guys think? Any predictions? At least one prediction they think could happen next week. Hmm. Well, I'll speak on NXT's behalf. Let's <laughs> let's raise their brand up just a little bit here. I got Rizango winning. That championship match. I don't think they're going to lose. So They're going to keep the title. I, I'm, I'm torn be- between that because I love Brizango, but like I also love the UE. But I don't know because I want to see the Undisputed Era on the main roster, but it's probably not going to happen now with the draft just ended, so I'll yeah. probably wait a while if anything. I would love to see the second – the part two – of the golden prophecy come true, but probably won't happen. But my prediction, Lance Archer is going to rain hell next week on AEW because he lost. And Moxley is going to find Eddie Kingston and beat the crap out of him. Mm, I can see that happening. See, I'm just going to go a little, maybe a little 
toss-up in the part. But just next week, I'm not giving an exact prediction. I just think Lars Sullivan's going to come out on SmackDown next week and destroy anything and everything in his way. I, I don't see him losing a match for the foreseeable future. I think WWE, like we talked about earlier, is hyping up his the singles push for him now. I think he has a good shot to to even try to challenge maybe a universal I, champion. What, I would, wouldn't put wouldn't put it past me that WWE would make him lose like a, a match in the near future because look look like what happened to the Fiend. He was so dominant, and then he lost to who? Goldberg. See, no, like, but you remember. Um, WWE likes to ruin undefeated streaks. Look at the look at the Undertaker. Yeah, no, okay, well. We'll get into that in another episode. But just remember Aleister Black when he went on that crazy hot streak? Yeah, remember he had him lost a match? And yeah. Remember? That's what I think is going to happen with Lars Sullivan. Yeah. I really do. I'm telling they you. They've done it with a bunch of big guys. guys you got to stop They the did with Great Khali, even Vladimir Kozlov. I mean, oh, Snisky, like we said before. These yeah. guys are just going to get the push. Mystic Man likes his big dudes, bro. I don't like – I don't like squash matches as much as anybody. Like – I could take one or two, but not constantly. Well, that was great, guys. you have any other closing remarks before we end the show? One more. What's up? I hate how this involves AEW and NXT. I understand people like to think, oh, AEW versus NXT. Which one's better? Which one's better? You know what? Can we all just forget about that and just sit back and relax and enjoy Wrestling on two on two wrestlings on one day. I want. I just want that. Like, shut up about yeah, it. We're, we're lucky like, to have that. Yes. Yeah. But I, as much as I like, I say that I still think AEW is better. So, I'm trying. To, I'm practically basically being a hypocrite right now, but still. No. See, uh, remember, Nick. I used to. I, what I used to tell you. Oh, you you ago, hated on AEW. I you hated, hated on them. Spence probably knows you. I hate. I was like, ah, oh, AEW is yeah. not going to be anything good. Blah blah blah. But let me tell you, AEW puts on lately is has put on better matches than WWE has, and I really do think they're on the come up and they're going to be the next big thing. They're really going to challenge WWE, in my opinion. I don't know what you guys think. You guys go ahead and talk about that. But I really think AEW is going to challenge. Just wait WWE. until they're allowed to have fans back. They're just they're going to get back into their groove. AEW is fantastic. It's a strong show. Yep. It really is. They 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 provide week after week, and they do not let their fans Tony down. Tony Khan has openly said that he wants to try to get another <clears throat> show. I don't know. I think we could talk about that second show in another episode. Maybe because predictions what would happen. Yes, but, but I'm just saying. I don't man, I'm just putting that out there. I like just all like all the time ahead. I don't know if they have enough talent to make that second show as sustainable as SmackDown would be. I understand, but I'm just putting that out there. Yeah. All right. Well, that concludes our second episode of the Rock and Wrestling Podcast. I want to thank everyone for listening. Thank you, thank you for all tuning in. And remember, guys, we have an Instagram and Twitter account at Rock and Wrestling. Justin N, no G. Again, at Rock and Wrestling. Thank you guys for tuning in. Please, and you'll hear, you'll hear from us again next Sunday.